Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, some of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the enigmatic Winter Wind and rookie Elemental Mage. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. And welcome back. We are settling back in for another session of A Magical Night, Story 4. Uh, we have our X card and our script change deployed at the table. And we have a number of traits that are hanging around from last time. I'm going to just grab them. I have a rift between Silas and Gunny. This rift isn't real. This is how people are currently seeing Silas and Gunny socially. Yes, this is the faux rift. Yeah, this is not the same as story three when there was like some real shit between the two of you. <laughs> this has been done up, just to remind people, this has been done up for looks. We still have it doesn't add up D10. That is the lingering trait from the mind, uh, mind wipe that you all experienced. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Donuts, my friend. The last one that I have out in front of me is Robbie. I owe you guys from the promposal. You guys did such a nice job with the promposal that if you need a favor from Robbie, it's there on the table. Chris, what, is, uh, what does Silas have? Understanding how my magic works, D12. That's going to tip any time. Silas is about to pop off. Pretty much whenever I want it to. At this exactly. Point. I'm just waiting for the opportune moment. Yes. Go ahead, Gunny. Yeah, easy money is easy, baby. Oh, yeah. That's a D6. I feel like it should be higher. And that's good because we're going to start with you. Ooh. We're going to open up on... Gunny, having uh, successfully cast the ritual and has charged up the Amazon card, I think you had said, correct me if I'm wrong, you were ordering some stuff? Yeah, I bought a very expensive KitchenAid appliance and had it sent to Gabby to prove that I had uh, done the thing. Yes, excellent. Yeah, when it arrives, Gabby hits you up on Discord and is like, nice job. Thought you'd appreciate that. Keep a look out on your email. You're going to get a calendar invite coming up soon. I will keep an eye out. And actually, it's only like an hour later. You get an invite for this coming Saturday to go to the Galleria. And it's from somebody named Paula. Paula Blair. Okay, that's a new one. It is a new name. It's not one that you recognize, but it just... Paula Blair is inviting you to the Galleria to meet up at 10 towards where the Apple store is by five guys and all of that stuff. Okay. And I'm just going to cut us right to it. First question, how do you get to the Galleria? I will probably call T and say, T, what are you doing? Can you give me a ride? Yeah, of course. Where are we going? I need a ride to the Galleria. Oh, all right. How's it over there? I can use some teriyaki chicken. So between you and me and, the, and your steering wheel there, T, mm -hmm. I'm meeting up with someone named Paula Blair. Never heard of her. Yeah, she um, she's apparently part of the uh, the whole worm thing. Oh, okay. After I successfully proved that I that I did the magic, 
Gabby told me that I would be getting an invite, and so I'm meeting this person at the Galleria for unknown purposes. All right, then I should probably drop you off and then not hang out at the Galleria. I mean, you can be there at the Galleria if you want to go get some chicken, but just don't be like right there where I am. I'm going to go up to food food court then, then I'll be out of the way. All right. Appreciate the ride. Yeah. At one of those like little spaces with the seats, you make your way in and uh, there's this woman. She's probably in her 20s, so a few years older than you. She is very well-dressed, designer skirt, designer blouse, long black hair, and she's sitting in the chair as you walk in and she waves to you. I do the, the quick like look over my shoulders to make sure she's not waving at somebody else and I... She like laughs and smiles and then she like, you, you point to yourself okay. and she waves to you and she stands up, puts her Starbucks cup down and she uh, extends her hand and she's like, Henrik, is it? Yes. Henrik Gunderson. Although. Pleasure to meet you. People call you Gunny, right? Yes. You, would you prefer if I called you Gunny? You know, if you want to go more formal, Henrik no, is fine, but you know, but yeah, it, most of my, most of my uh, acquaintances call me Gunny. I'm less interested in being formal and more interested in you being comfortable. Okay. My name's Paula. I am also part of uh, your guild. Okay. I have more of an administrative role in the guild. Oh, okay. But Gabby referred you to me. So I'm here to uh, talk to you about an opportunity. Okay. But first, I hear... That uh, in a couple of weeks you have prom coming up. Yes, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and that you and Casey, who's from our guild, is going to the prom. Yes. Good. I think while we have our conversation, we should go shopping. Let's get you a tux, some shoes. Let's get you done up for the prom. What do you say? Um, yeah, okay. Relax. Just, you're going to love it. Come on. No, I just, it just occurred to me wondering what my mom's going to think if I get ready for prom and like a bunch of fancy duds we'll think of something while we're picking stuff out all right let's do it yeah we we'll do that and have you have you eaten any lunch because i thought maybe we could get some lunch is there anything else you need while we're here I mean, the apple stores here there's best buy prom clothes and lunch sound good for now all right great come on let's go and we go through like a little montage of you like coming out of the dressing room and a couple different tuxes She's like, no, no. And then like, you know, thumbs up. Absolutely done up in like your full on tux. It works. Gunny's a good looking kid. Exactly. Some nice shoes. Prices that normally would. Oh, I have a moment to myself where I'm like, go. Whoa. <laughs> you have the means of solving this problem. I now. do. I do. You've had that first little taste, but she very just quickly takes out a card, swipes it. You even notice, like, she swipes it, and at one point as you're walking out the store after buying the shoes, she just takes the card and tosses it in the trash, and then, like, takes out another card. We cut to you guys sitting at lunch. I'm thinking, like, not that it's overly fancy, but not the food court, right? So, like, one of those end cap ones. Cheesecake Factory, Bravo's there, too. Yeah, Bravo, whatever you like. I think I would be interested in P.F. Chang's as a, a treat. Yeah, absolutely. So with this like table of food, as you are, um, you're eating and you're off by yourselves, like off to a corner, there's like some bags on the floor around you. Paula's like, so the reason I'm here is obviously you've performed the gift card ritual. Yes. I wouldn't be here if you hadn't, but I wanted you to know that I knew 
that you've completed the ritual. And we didn't talk about it while we were shopping, but to be clear, I am also uh, magical. Okay. I have also completed that ritual and some other ones that you're probably going to be interested in. Oh, interesting. Take it from me. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of really exciting things that you can learn. Everything. And she motions to the bag. All of this paid with magic. This, and she like points to her outfit, paid with magic. And then she like reaches in her purse and pulls out her key ring with the BMW fob. Even this, and she twirls it for a second and puts it into her purse, paid with magic. And after all, why shouldn't magic make our lives easier? I mean, one could argue. Years ago, that's how it was. And then the veil took that away from all of us. Sequestered that knowledge away. Makes you wonder why, right? I know what they teach you in class. I was taught the same thing. Yeah. But forget all that stuff. Because none of it matters. And there is something really big coming that's going to change everything. Really? How big? (laughs) She laughs. It's going to be big. And I want to invite you to hear more about it, if you're interested. Yeah, sure. And I don't say that casually. Right now, that little ritual you know probably gets you slap on the wrist from the veil. Maybe a little memory wipe ritual. Sure, if they find out. What I'm talking about is more serious. You need to know that going in. I don't want you just doing stuff under peer pressure. I want you to be comfortable understanding what's involved. If the veil was to find out, they would be pretty upset and we'd all be in a pretty good amount of trouble. Yeah, they they tend to frown on some of the... Oh yeah, they frown on prosperity magic. They got a real bend for it. Makes you wonder who doesn't get a slap on the wrist or punished for it. I mean, you gotta wonder, are they just keeping it for themselves or have they really locked it off from the whole world? Anyway, if you are okay with that, what I'd like to do is invite you to a private meeting on the night of the prom. Okay. In order for you to be able to go, we need to know that you are committed to the cause. And by that, I mean, I need you to bring $3,000 cash. So you've got the ritual. You're sharp guy. I'm sure you can figure out how to leverage that gift card ritual into some actual money. But bring $3,000 with you to the prom. Let Gabby know. And Gabby will bring you to the meeting on the night of the prom. When is it actually happening on prom night? Oh, like right in the middle of the prom. 9 o'clock, 9.30. That shouldn't be a problem. You're going to slip away from the prom. You're going to attend this meeting. And you'll probably make it back before prom lets out. My guess is you won't even be noticed that you're missing. Probably not. Use your ritual. Show up with $3,000. And then you get the invite. Gabby will take you right to the meeting. And then at the meeting... My partner, who's also one of the guild members, um, he's going to talk to a larger group about this opportunity. There's a number of people being invited. Okay. Why don't we get another round of appetizers? We'll get some meals and um, I can give you a lift home if you like. Okay. And seriously, if there's anything else you need, there's anything else like you want to swing by and I don't know if you need a new graphics card or laptop or whatever, like can help you out. Like we can easily pick something up. After all, it's just money. Yeah. Let me think. We're going to just cut it there. Whatever happens with that is however it goes. Pick up anything else, that's fine. And eventually, Paula takes you home in her convertible BMW. Yeah. 
do you let her drop you off like right in front of the store or yes okay i think we'll get to that in a little bit but you <laughs> get out with all your bags yep your mom's working so you yep. can't quite see what's going on <laughs> while she's working are you just gonna parade all of this past her or are you gonna sneak all this stuff into the house no nah, i'm just gonna walk in very good Sooner or later, there has to be a conversation and an explanation. We'll come back around to that. Hey, Silas. Yes? At a roughly about the same time, give a day or two, that that happened with Gunny. What have you been up to? Getting ready for prom? What does getting ready for prom look like for you? Well, I have to call and, you know, order the limo, and then I am organizing the people that are going to be in the limo, and then in the in-between time, I am still studying because, you know, finals are coming up. Sure, not sure. Too far away, and I am also practicing my magic. I am working on my control of my flame magic with my father. I am uh, trying to get back into some semblance of academic shape because Lisa isn't 100% wrong about my uh, my lackluster performance since I became mad magical. <laughs> It's a lot of like just catching up on stuff because there's not much else that I can do because it's really on Gunny. Give me a time when you are out of the house. Sure. I'm out with Derek. We are just sitting at Starbucks having a coffee and studying. Sounds good. You guys are studying, having Starbucks. Derek's phone buzzes, looks down. He's like, oh, shit. My mom looks like I got to head back to the house. I'm good. Are you okay? Yeah, man. Hanging out here? Go ahead. All right. Sorry about that. Like you, but you guys, you guys were together for like an hour or so. Sure. Okay. He's like, sorry. And he like picks up stuff. Yeah, I'll see you later. He heads out the door. You watch him leave. And then when you turn back to the table, Erlis is sitting across from you. Did Derek's mom need him for something? Clever. It's a relatively simple trick. Yeah. I have a friend that can do that too. Yes. Anyway, I wanted to catch you before prom. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting there across from you in a white linen suit, pristine white, her hair pulled back. Isn't this a little pedestrian for you? This? Mm-hmm. We are in a Starbucks, aren't we? I mean, I guess you could pass for a Karen, so it's fine. Would be the ultimate Karen. That's fair. Anyway, I was here to check on how you're doing, but pointed seems to be your current mood. Are you just not happy to see me? Depends on what you want. Well. We all know that you're not going to rip your daughter's essence right out of me right here. I wouldn't do that at all. If I had wanted her essence at the time it had disappeared, that is something I could have done a long time ago. Sure, I got you. She's where she wants to be. That's probably true. I can't change that. By the way, I've been able to talk to her. Have you? Mm-hmm. How is she? She's as good as she can be. I'm glad to hear that. If we can set aside our differences for a moment. Sure. I mean, if you're not here to, like, harm me, then... We can be civil, and I apologize for my previous attitude. Oh, it's okay. I wouldn't harm you, even if you weren't harboring my daughter's essence. I mean, that's probably mostly because of my dad. It's a little bit because of your dad. Not all of it. I like you. Oh, that's nice. You do realize, like, you're terrifying, right? I think it's just a byproduct of my age and power. I don't know if that's really my disposition. You were kind of cold. That's genetic, I guess. <laughs> do you want a coffee? Oh, I'm okay. Do you want a frozen latte? <laughs> no, I like hot drinks. It's fine. But no, I'm here because I want to give you something. Okay. Let me just say that no mother ever thinks any person's good enough to uh, take their child to prom. But I would not have been upset if you and Mesame were going to prom together. I'm actually kind of upset that we're not going to prom together in the way that I would prefer. 
I miss her as well. And yes, I would also like to have her back in person. Me a lot. So I hear from my sources that the person who has the other half of Mesa May's essence is attending some event or something around prom night. Is that correct? That's the rumor. We're looking into it. You're also going to try to be there? I'm going to try to be there at that moment to recover the rest of Mesame. Yes, that's why I'm here. You and I want the exact same thing, which is to bring Mesame home. Well, I also want to bring the people who did this to justice. Not death. Not vengeance. It's okay. Vengeance is a game for the patient. I am very patient. I get real scared when she says that. <laughs> the room is like noticeably colder as she says that, right? Like they're just a few degrees colder when she says that. I want to give you a gift, something to help you when you are out there trying to recover Mesame's essence. Okay. And she reaches down and she has a handbag and she takes out a box and puts it on the table. I peek inside the box. It's a boutonniere made of ice. Don't worry, it won't melt. A little conspicuous, don't you think? It passes crystal. That's fair. I mean, that kind of goes on brand with me, I suppose. It's pretty ornate, but I think it'll look good on you. I wasn't trying to go all rich kid to this thing, but I guess if it's important, what does it do? At the time you need it, throw it on the ground and break it. And? And it'll help you. By? Really, it'll depend on the situation. So try to be clear in your intentions when you break it. How much of the veil am I going to wreck when I do this? I'll take care of what happens after that. You're not going to get into any trouble. Veil wrecking ice boutonniere. Veil straining boutonniere. My magic isn't that clumsy. I really hope that I don't have to use this, but I'm glad that I have it. I can't go with you, so I need to make sure you have the best chance of success as possible. This will help you. Thanks, I think. I feel like you still don't trust me. That's not going to harm you. It's going to be of oh, help. I actually don't think you're going to hurt me at all. It's not about that. It's about collateral damage. It's about the destruction and straining of the veil and all the people that are around that are normal. Let me ask you a question then. What is your limit to rescuing Mesame? Would you not break the veil? Would you not harm another to get her back at this moment? If that essence is just outside of your reach, as close as I am to you, what are you prepared to do to recover my daughter? It's more about what Mesame could live with. That, to me, is an acceptable boundary. I don't think Mesame would be okay with somebody else dying for her. That is where Mesame and I will differ. I will do anything for my daughter. And I would like you to do almost anything. But to make sure that you have the help you need, that boutonniere will help you. I take it. I uh, put it in my satchel. Excellent. Erlis, I'm not a killer. I don't need you to be a killer. I'm old. I will live a long time. Some mid-range prosperity mage isn't going to escape my grasp eventually. In the short term of it, if you are in front of that vial of essence and you have a choice to do anything or grab that vial of essence, all I care about is you grab that vial of essence. Everything else can be sorted out later. I don't say anything. I just sip my latte. And of course, if anything happens, I will speak to your father. I look around and see all the people have like spread away from us. Not even on purpose, just like... People have put on like sweaters and yeah. things like that. 
All right. Well, then I'm going to go grab myself a latte and head off. And she like picks up her bag. Good luck and call me. Sure. She heads over to the counter, places an order for an iced latte, and then <laughs> walks out the door. God, I hate when these things happen. <laughs> that woman is not the least bit terrifying. <laughs> That's not what I'm just, I, I realize this did not pass by Chris, but it may have passed by Silas, that her mom, not counting the gifts she gave you, twice gave you the, you're good enough for my daughter. I know. Thing. I'm, I'm like, aware. Twice. No, I'm no, aware. No, I'm saying, I don't know if Silas is aware. Silas is also aware. Okay. I'm like, that's like some big shit for, S- for a mom. S- Silas is also concerned that she's playing him because she's Erlis. She's been playing these games for mm-hmm. hundreds of years. Silas is aware of that. Yep. I love her so much. Hey, T. Where are you and Bo? We are out in the Grove after Junior Guardian meeting. Nice. Okay. We've been dating, dating for a couple weeks now. uh, Probably about a week. He's got a lot of things on his mind. So it's a nice day. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the, and the, um, the Grove is always, uh, temperature controlled. So it's even nicer, uh, in the Grove and everybody clears out. And Ms. Cortez is like the last to go. And you two are just kind of hanging around and she's like, don't stay too long. Oh, you guys don't need an after school bus. Never mind. See you in class. And she like picks up her bag and heads out towards the parking lot. T like puts his hands behind his back and just kind of walks around for a second, keeps looking to make sure that everybody's gone and then looks back at Bo. Hey. Hey, um, we need to have a talk. We should take a nap. A nap? Yeah. Okay. I didn't say we couldn't have a talk. We should take a nap. She smiles at you. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Um, I should have brought a second pillow, but I think we could just share this pillow. Okay. He'll lay down and lean down and then he'll like put his arm around her so she can like lean in on him and use him as a big like yeah. giant stuffy. She casts something as you guys go to sleep. Where do you wake up? You are now dreaming. I'm now dreaming. Considering what is coming up, we wake up in the empty Creekside Hall. It's just bare floors, bare walls, no tables, no chairs, just a big empty room. You're both just standing there mm-hmm. and just appear in the middle of the room. Bo looks around and is like, hmm, interesting. I would have thought we might have been in like some sort of call of violence board or something, but sure, this is strangely empty. It's not what I was expecting, but it makes sense. Are we in my dream, your dream? Think of it as our dream. Okay. Anyway, I know you wanted to talk. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I always get nervous in person, like having discussions and things like that. Ever since I gained my powers, I find that shared dream space just seems like a safer, nicer place to have conversations. Like, do you want a chair? Like, and there's a chair next to you. Do you want, like, something to drink? No. And he reaches out and, like, takes her hands in his gently. A beanbag appears behind her, but she doesn't fall back into it. She just stands up. Uh-oh. It's, it's nothing bad about you. Oh. It's about me. Okay. I want to take you to the prom really, really badly. I mean, we're kind of standing in it, so. Yeah. But there are things that I haven't told you. Seems ominous. And when I'm done, you may not want to go to the prom with me. And mm. I want to give you that option. Nervous, but I respect that you want to talk to me about this. So I'm going to take a deep breath and go ahead. I'm listening. 
You deserve to have the prom be a magical night. And if going with me, it might not be all the things that you've always thought the prom was going to be. I mean, if this is because you can't dance, like, it's it's okay. We can just do a couple slow dances. It's nothing that easy. Like I said, I really want to take you to the prom. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only reason I'm going to the prom. Oh. I've not ever been lying to you, but I've been keeping some secrets from you. And you're important enough that you need to know what my intentions are so you can make your own decision because I don't like keeping secrets from you. Okay. I'm going to the prom because there is a major veil-related issue that's going to be going on there. Really? Yes. There are some prosperity mages that are going to be performing a ritual just after the prom. Really? Some of them are our fellow students. Wait, 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 wait. Are you going undercover? Sort of. Are you on an undercover veil mission? Sort of. That is amazing. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that if I go with you, I can go on an undercover veil mission? Yes. Oh, man. All I've ever done is, like, run down wayward elementals that are, like, rummaging through garbage. I've never been on a, an actual undercover mission. You know that Silas's girlfriend, Mesame, went missing. Well, she was sick. She went missing? Yes. Somebody stole her essence. What? They just, they sucked it out of her body. I heard she got mono. No, she got nearly killed. Part of her is in Silas. He's keeping her alive. Oh my God, that sword. Yes. And like this like (laughs) ice sword erupts out of the ground. Oh my God, that's her? That's part of her. The other part is being held by the prosperity mages and we're going to stop them and get her essence back. Prosperity mages undercover missions? Is this because of Silas's dad that you guys are like on some sort of inside track for cool missions? No, it's because this is personal to Silas and we're not going to let him down. That's why. It sounds awesome. Okay. So what do I do? You come with me to the prom and you be you. So I get to go to the prom? Yes. And I get to go on an undercover mission at the prom? Yes. And after the prom. All right. Let me think about this for a moment. Yes, I'll do it. Okay. Now... I have a few questions for you. Mm-hmm. So clearly Silas is in on this. Yes. What about Gunny? Yes. But he's got a beef with Silas. That is part of the undercover mission. <gasps> Gunny is going undercover to join the prosperity mages to get information on when this is going to actually occur. There are prosperity mages in our school? There are prosperity mages in the Junior Guardians. Shut up. Who? Gabby and Jesse. That bitch. We don't know that they're responsible for taking Mesame's essence. From what I'm able to gather from the people we've, we've already dealt with and put away, some of them just think that they're just using magic to get money, which is still wrong because it's hurting other people, but I don't think they know that they're killing somebody to do it. Holy shit. Wow. All right, hang on. I'm still processing all this. Mm-hmm. All right. Now finally T, like, suddenly his whole body, like, all the stresses is, is out of it, and he just, like, collapses into that chair for a second. Well, you get your own beanbag chair behind you. She sits down in her beanbag chair. She's like, all right. I was definitely afraid you were just going to tell me no and leave. And pass up on going on a secret mission? I mean, look, I wanted to go to prom with you, too. But in and of itself, prom's only so exciting. Some sort of weird prepared meal, a bunch of music, some awkward dancing. But a secret mission? There'll still be awkward dancing, trust me. <laughs> Can you dance? A little bit. Okay. Do mostly slow songs? 
I got a question. Yes. Did T's mom and dad not teach T how to ballroom dance? She will, but not yet. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take this all in. So Gabby and Jesse are fucking prosperity maging on the side. Yes. Fuck them. Right in the middle. Like, like it, go to class and then just like sneak off and go bust out some money magic. The fuck? That's messed up. Not everybody has the kind of money what my family has or Silas's family has. No, but I mean, prosperity magic is against the veil. There's a reason for that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Like it up, it almost upended the world economy. I didn't pay that much attention in that class. I just know it's wrong. Yeah, no, the Great Depression was triggered by prosperity mages. No, you can't monkey around with money magic on a large scale. They should know better than that. All right, forget it. Forget that. Are they going to get their comeuppance? Probably. At the very least, we know who they are. All right, so what do we do at the prom? Right now, we just act normal, watch Silas, keep an eye on the prosperity mages we know. Um, I'll tell you who else we know. And just act natural until things go down. And then when things go down, we back up Silas and do whatever it takes to get Mesame's essence back. Yeah, I can do that. I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. I, I know you've told me that your magic happens when you sleep. You've told me that in the past. Are you able to jump into anybody's dreams like this? Can I? Yes. Ethically? No. Invading people's dreams is a pretty heinous invasion of privacy. Shared sleeping like this, mm-hmm. like shared dreaming, which I haven't done with too many people, but shared dreaming, when people agree to it, yeah. Could I invade somebody's dreams if I did a ritual? Yeah. I could no, do it. I'm not asking you to do that. I was just concerned. I just... No, no. I mean, no, it's a thing. It's just, you know, it's a thing I don't do lightly. Plus, people's dreams are really messy. So, like, when we're share dreaming Mm -hmm. like this, we have equal control over this dream, right? Because we shared it together when we went to sleep. But if I go into somebody else's dream, I am a visitor in whatever hellscape of poor mental health that person is. So, the more fucked up they are, the worse the ride is for me. But... You could learn things. I'm not saying for veil purposes, I haven't been asked to do it before. I don't like it, but I can do that. In the awake world, my powers have some functions. I can make people fall asleep. That's pretty easy. I can also pull nightmares and like wishes from people's subconsciouses, like make them see them and stuff. I don't really like doing that too much either. It's pretty invasive, but it can like I know how to do it. Okay. The other question I have is, now I know you're going to prom, would you like to come uh, meet my mom this week? I'm sure she'd love to meet you. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, sure. Do I need to do anything in particular? Should I... Just be you. Don't hold anything back. Oof. It's a large order. You sure? Listen, she's either going to accept you for who you are, or she and I are going to have words. I love my mom. Oh, you're very sweet. Shouldn't have words with your mom, though. Oh, it didn't say to be nasty words. We just have words. I'll do my best. But okay. sure, I'd love to come meet your parents. And your family. Don't you have a bunch of siblings? I do. I do. They're a lot. I'm an only child, which is probably good because, you know, having a bunch of siblings dreaming all around me, probably a mess. Having parents dream near you is a mess. I can't imagine. When my powers first manifested, I didn't quite have control over them. There were a few brushes I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to have to go to therapy at some point. My parents haven't always been discreet either. 
Anyway, and he, he turns around this time, like the entire hall just kind of fades away. And now we're in like a very comfortable, like a stylized version of the Grove. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And he'll s- slide over and sit next to her in the beanbag chair. Yeah, the bean, her beanbag chair just gets bigger mm-hmm. until it fits both of you. She's like, you know, we don't have to nap all day, but my safest space for having conversations is uh, shared dreaming. Plus, if you were going to break my heart, I was going to terrorize you with a bunch of nightmares. So once I was here, I figured you could do that and knew you wouldn't. <laughs> she laughs. She's like, we can wake up. Are you ready? Yep. So, yeah, Gunny, cut back to you coming through the door. You've got like a bunch of bags. And I mean, like these are like the uh-huh. fancy department store bags. And there's a bunch of them. Did you stop at Best Buy or anything on the way? No. Okay. So anyway, you have like that, like you have a P.F. Chang's bag because you guys ordered a ridiculous amount of food. And then she was like, you know, oh, just take it home with you. Henrik Gunderson? Hey, Ma. Did you rob the mall today? No. But? But I knew that I shouldn't keep these things from you. And sooner or later, I would have to explain so I figured I would just walk in with these and just get the conversation going. Oh my God. Did you get a job at another, did you get another part-time job? I did not. It's actually a little weirder than that, but also I know you've been working all day. If you're hungry, I have some Chang's leftovers. Yeah. I'm, you I, absolutely can have whatever you want. She like rummages through, finds a container, just takes it out and like grabs a plastic fork and starts, you know, starts eating. She's like, all right. Now, start talking. Now that you've buttered me up. First, I met this girl. Oh, really? And she stops like mid-bite. Yes. Go on. And she's cool. What's and her name? Her name is Casey. Casey. Does she go to school with you? No. Okay. Uh, How did you meet her? She actually dated T for a while. Oh. And hmm. it didn't work out. They, they just, you know, like, they liked each other, but they weren't really, you know, sure. vibing or whatever. And then... um. I, I don't even remember. We just, you know, hey, would you like to meet Casey? And I'm like, cool, let's meet Casey. And we hit it off. Okay. So I asked her to go to prom with me. You're going to prom? Yes. Okay. Which brings us to the bags. Yes. Um, Casey's family has money and they wanted to make sure that we could just do prom and have a good time. And so they said, we want to buy you some stuff. Believe me, I, I protested for a little bit. I see. But part of me was like, if they're going to be generous, do I really want to say no? And so they bought me a bunch of stuff to go to prom. I see. She looks a little dejected. I have some money saved up just in case you might have been going to prom. I will give it to you. You can pay them back. Okay. Now, in order for you to bold face lie to your mother like this and get away with it, it's going to require an actual test. Of course it will. Your mother is represented by a difficulty of D8 and has the distinction, I am your mother. (laughs) Of course she does. You're going to lie to her. She might have some insight. Yes. But go ahead, because you do need to lie your way through this. Oh, yeah. This is straight up emo. That's a 10. This is straight up school. That's an eight. I have a D6 relationship with my mom. You should definitely use that. I have a distinction called I can't disappoint my mom. 
I'm not sure which way that one goes. Yeah, either, I know. Either. That's why it's good. Yeah. Well, you definitely can use that. You could D4 that one for a plot point. Uh, I have three plot points already, so I'm going to hold off that. But my special effect for I Can't Disappoint My Mom is I can step down the highest trait die before a roll to allow a reroll of any single die in the pool when making a check related to mom. Ooh. Good special effect. I remember writing that. Yeah. That's like, that was a Thank good, you for that one. That was a good one. Uh, so that's the highest die is a 10, so that becomes an 8. Uh, I'm sure you're using the D6 against me. Easy money is easy, maybe? You know what? I will use it. Because I think you're just not being very serious about this expenditure of money. Whatever, it's just money. It's starting to worm into you. Uh, moving that one away, I have a total of 10. I have a 13. Well done. You've successfully lied to your mother. And I feel terrible about it. Do you have any ones? I do not have any ones. Alrighty. Do you want my one? We're going to do that. I'm going to buy your one. Yes. I would like to say that this is... Uh, she totally bought it. Usually you buy down something on the table. No, you can buy a you can buy you an buy aspect one? for a D6. All right. Yep. Okay. You do it all the time to us. All right. Let's do that. You're gonna yeah. buy up so in, in case I need to weave any other tales in relation to this. You have to pay another plot point if you want it to exist for the rest of the um story. Yes. That is a good reminder, and I have the point for that too. Okay. Otherwise right. it would only last for the scene. Mm -hmm. All right, mom totally buys this. D6. That's yours. Since you paid a plot point, I'm going to let you decide when she totally buys it, does she not worry about giving you the money or is she going to give you that money? Oh, I'm sure she still feels like she needs to. No, no, no. To. You won this and you've paid for the trait. If you do not want her to give you the money to reimburse Casey's parents, you can just say so. Yeah, we'll run with it as it is and she, she, she relents. She backs off that. Okay. What she does do. Right. So when she looks at you and hears the story, well, that was very generous of them. And that's very nice since we don't need to pay them back. And she takes a hundred dollars off of the bills there. Why don't you and Casey go out to dinner or something like after the prom or whatever, like just make sure that like whatever else in terms of after party and all of that, that you guys have a good time. Okay. Thanks. I think we can, I think we can arrange that. At this point, like, she just, she just gives you the hundred, like, to make sure that you're, like, you're covered for all of prom. I appreciate that. Thanks. Okay. And then she puts, like, she tucks the rest of it away back into, like, the safe that's in the, uh, mm -hmm. that's also, in the store. Also. There's an also? Yes, there has to be an also. Okay. Because I just dropped the bombshell on you that sure. I met a girl and we're going to prom. Yeah, and I'm assuming the also is you'll be bringing her by so I can meet her? Yes. Also. I figured you would probably want to meet her. I would. I would like to, I, like, why don't we, um, why don't I make us some dinner? I think that would be wonderful. Okay. Let me, let me find out, you yeah. know, when she's available and we'll, we'll make the Absolutely. arrangements. And, okay. Absolutely. My son's going to prom. I go upstairs and, uh, and hang up the, the garment bag and put the stuff down and I pull out my phone and I send a message to Casey in as few words as I can try not to give her like, you know, war and peace on a phone. I tell her that in order to try and explain the expenditure on prom clothes mm -hmm. that I told my mom that your family bought the stuff for me because they really wanted us to have a good time at prom and look good. And, you know, I played that up that your family bought the stuff. 
So she texts you back like immediately. She's like, yo, that's totally cool. I get it. Sometimes you have to come up with where the money comes from. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. And then the other thing is I have to bring you over to meet her because she was adamant. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to meet this girl now. No, of course she does. So we need to, she wants to make dinner for us. Okay, great. So we'll just pick a day. I don't have any food things. Cool. She awesome. cool with girls with tattoos? I don't think that's going to be a problem. All right. Then I think we're pretty much squared away. I'm typically great with moms. Awesome. All right. Well, then we'll, we'll, we'll finalize all, uh, all the date stuff for that. And, uh, and you, yeah, you get to meet my mom. <laughs> awesome. Listen, don't worry if you need to use me as cover for any other money magic. She doesn't actually, she just calls it yeah. MM yeah. or dollar sign M. <laughs> you need, you know, if you need any cover, totally use me. Just don't even worry about it. Tell me if you can, but otherwise I'll vouch for you. Cool. Thanks. Last thing, last, last thing is I should probably get on our encrypted comms and send a message to these guys. Holy crap. Add another name to the list. <laughs> Paula Blair. She's a little older. She bought me a sweet prom outfit. Dude, I'm going to kill <laughs> prom. That all turns into text, by the way. Yeah. Think of the last as emojis. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> also, just for clarification, you are aware of the actual time of the meeting now. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. It's going down right in the middle around nine-ish. That's important. Yes, very important. More important than you looking show wheat. Yes, absolutely way more important. T will also tell you, because this would have happened at a different time, because he drove you, so that would have happened. Mm -hmm. He'll tell you, Bo knows. Bo's cool with it. She wants to help. She's really pissed at the uh, prosperity mages. Good for us. Go Team Vale. Anything else you guys need to convey to each other kind of on the, on the DL before we wrap the last of these uh, scenes up? No, not that I can think of. I'm okay. good. Then do we want to play out Bo's visiting T's family and then head off to prom? We also have Casey visiting his family. Do you guys want to do all these scenes? Do you guys want to get to prom? You guys don't me. look at me. I'm not the one that has these girl sure. problems. I mean, definitely your family and Bo, because mm -hmm. that's going to be fun. For sure. Okay. And then depending on how long that takes, maybe we'll do the other. Okay. And keep in mind that Bo and T have been friends for many, many years. Oh, sure. So his mom at least has some idea of who she is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We open up onto your house. Thank you for listening to Misdirected Mark Plays. Now let's do some Patreon channels before we get out of here. Let's start with the Royal Court. The Polish Ogre, who is our very own Polish Ogre. Ty Prunty, also known as Lord Timeonger. Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time. Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus. Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress. J.T. Evans, the Queen's Librarian. Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth. Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies. John Carney, the Court Necromancer. Craig, the Lord of One Name. Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia. Eric Bontz, the Weregator. And Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Now we have a bunch of other patrons that get a shout out here too. Thank you so much. John, Chris Constantine, Miko Froelich, Eric Simon, Athelus, Not That Billy Mitchell, Fiona, Kathleen Halperin, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Beck Esperum, Joseph Knoll, Carlos Heptilemma, Michael Draper, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, My Brett, not My Brett, but somebody's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, Eileen Barnes and Brandon Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. 
If you'd like more content like this, you can check it out at misdirectedmark.com. If you are interested in supporting the show and other shows on Misdirected Mark Productions, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash MMP. You can get a whole bunch of stuff there, including extra bonus podcast episodes, material concerning this game, The Children of the Shroud, that includes character sheets, our game rules, some of our setting stuff, and Phil's thoughts from behind the screen. If that's not your thing, then you can just tell a friend about us. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, there are a variety of shows on our network. You can check out Pandas Talking Games with Phil and Senda, where they talk about all kinds of game stuff. The Gnomecast, where a bunch of gnomes get together to talk about gaming topics to avoid being thrown in the stew. And Thaco with Advantage, where Ange and Jared talk all about D&D. They're going to talk about it anyway, so why not record it? If that's still not enough content for you, we have a number of other podcasts that we recommend and are friends with. The Tabletop Bellhop, your board game concierge. The Knights of the Night, an excellent AP podcast. Mastering Dungeons, where they talk all about D&D if you want some more D&D stuff. And How to RPG with Sean P. Kelly. You can catch that on YouTube. He's live on Saturday mornings. I'm often in the chat room there. Well, this has been a Misdirected Mark production. The media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop. We out.